0: Back to no idea—the podcast where you have no idea what we'll talk about, and we have no idea how it's gonna go.
1: Allie, it is so exciting to be here. This is episode number five, right? Yes. Yes. One, two, three, four. Yes. Yes. So this is Jenny and Allie, your hosts. Everyone who missed Allie on the last episode, she's back. Don't worry. back in the game yeah actually you guys can't see it but she just did a backflip she's so excited (laughs) but today we're here with our friend Joe Fabio Schmo Markham
2: (laughs) say hello hey hello
1: (laughs) his name isn't actually Schmo but the Fabio I didn't make that up his name is Joe Fabio Markham or maybe
2: if it sounds better could use my full name it's Joseph Fabio Joe Mama (laughs) oh Joseph, Wait,
1: that's not it? No, that's Joseph not Joseph
2: Fabio Markham. Or if you really want You're to right. go deep, which is my original name before I was adopted, was Joseph Fabio Resendiz. What? Mm hmm. Whoa. Yep. Half Portuguese. Whoa. Yep.
1: Everyone give snaps for Joe. Joseph Fabio Resendiz. And wow. wow. But, you house. know,
2: legally, legally, I have to keep it to Joseph Fabio Markham. <laughs> Before
1: we filmed this podcast, he was like, "Okay, I gotta find my birth certificate." And we were like, "You don't need your birth certificate to film a podcast."
2: Completely (laughs) irrelevant. It was not
1: related to this at all. But did you find it?
2: No, I didn't yet. But I'm glad that you found where we're meeting too, because we were lost too.
1: Yes, very lost. So lost. But here we are, (laughs) and we found it.
2: But Joe, Joe, Fabio, Markham doesn't really kind of float well with, with the Fabio. So mm-hmm. if anybody wants you to my middle name, I would say Joseph Fabio. Mm, okay. Also if you want to find me on Instagram, Joseph Fabio underscore
1: Shout out. We were gonna give you that at the end, but you just gave it to yourself hey. at the beginning. <laughs> okay. We know Joe and you guys don't know Joe. Maybe, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but in case hi, you Mom, don't hi, Dad. <laughs> in case you don't, we're going to <laughs> ask him a few questions. Icebreakers, if you will, because we live in Minnesota and it's very cold, <laughs> <laughs> um, but don't worry, you don't have to chip it, um, but we're going to ask him three questions. He only knows about one of them, mm. and then the next two are a little surprised, but are you ready, Joe?
2: Yep, I'm ready for the first one. Okay, the first
1: one, cash. true. The mm. first one is, what is the weirdest way that you've ever met someone?
2: Mm. Okay, so um, last year I was in Kenya, um, part of my... Um, University uh, just doing an internship over there and we team and I uh, we went we lived in a uh, a town about six hours north from Nairobi which is the capital of Kenya in this town We, we lived in you know, I would say you know wasn't as developed as you know normally a normal time would be It was quite kind of in between property and rural areas But um, we had the privilege to go to the city uh, about every well The first time we didn't go to the city until six months after we arrived Jeez and it was quite some time and you know living in that town it's all kenyan and african so we were the only white americans there so we we take a trip to nairobi and we were eating at this um this coffee shop like it's like the first time we actually had real good coffee real good food and uh we saw this um caucasian male um, at this, <laughs> at this coffee pot, pl- at uh, this coffee and you're like, There's another one. <laughs> and uh, most of my team, we were kind of amazed because being in a town which, you know, is all Kenyans and we were the only white Americans, you know, it's kind of, I would say a culture shock. And we were like really curious on what this guy was doing there. And, and so I was kind of like, you know, I'm kind of the bold one out of the team. So I kind of got up and, I went and tried to talk to him and I introduced myself and I told him what I was doing and I asked him, you know, what he was doing. I think he was there for some business, but I, I kinda like was kinda awkward about it because I said, Well, I, I'm just curious because um it's been a while since I've kind of seen someone of my color. Which <laughs> I which I'm white. But I didn't really say that. It kinda came like kind of beating around the bush kind of thing, but it was definitely awkward. Um I I kinda all I remember, but yeah, so that was a really awkward encounter. Um, I don't really know his name but, name, but we can call him Sam. So I, I don't know. I, I hope Sam can tell that story one day, too. To He's like, guys,
1: I met this really weird white guy in Kenya. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but anyway, that was a weird interaction. Yeah. You know, you normally wouldn't say that if you're in America. America, mm-hmm. But, I mean, hey, living in different culture for 16 months, and you're the only white one, white, mm-hmm. white person, well, along with your team. Mm-hmm. It changes yeah. a big perspective. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. But that is a... <laughs> Weird encounter, how I met someone, yeah. and no, we did not exchange contact information, so.
1: Because he was just that frightened. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, second question. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, sure. What is the worst haircut experience you've ever had? For
0: <laughs> 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 those of you listening in, um, are Joe's bald. bald. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: sighs> well, okay, I did have hair growing up, believe it or not you know, most people say, wow, Joe, you have a hair when I show them pictures, but, um, you used to have long curly hair. Um, but I think one time I actually do have a bad haircut moment. Is that what you're kind of asking? Mm-hmm. Okay. I shaved my head kind of once, not completely. Kind of. Well, okay. Sophomore year of college, there I was. And, um, I was like kind of getting tired of my hair and, you know, I never really looked at my head before in a sense of like all the way because i didn't have like you know how sometimes in the bathroom you have a double mirror which is a cabinet a medicine oh, cabinet yeah. you're
1: like that's you can, what the back of it you looks kind of like.
2: like bend the mirror a bit kind of like look above your 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 like shoulder or something mm-hmm. i don't know and you could see the back well i shaved my head not knowing you know i was really bald back there and i just kind of i think i shaved off more than i thought <gasps> and i kind of walked away i kind of walked around and the next thing i know a couple of days later i'm like in the bathroom again and just you're kinda, like
1: wow it's really breezy
2: yeah but then i just started noticing, I'm like, okay. It's just really bad. So I just shaved it off. But most of my haircuts all my life were short growing up. And then I grew my hair very long, which actually covered, you know, most of my balding spots until I got a haircut at the age of 16. And that's when I became, become, being, becoming bald. But once you go bald, it's really hard to go back. Yeah. I mean, unless I want to grow it, it will look like Dr. Phil.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
2: Yikes. So I just keep it bald. Perfect. And, uh... Fun fact, I mean, at least for me, I really like when it's really cold, like the crisp, bear, the crisp air mm-hmm. on my bald head. It feels really nice. I thought it would feel terrible. No, it feels really nice. Oh, wow. It's like a breeze. I'm so glad. Yeah.
1: But can you make it without a hat? Can I what? Can you make it, like, survive well, outside I without mean, a hat? Well, I
2: mean, okay, like, if it's, like, in 50, 60 degree weather, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But when it drops below, like, 50 or 40, I gotta wear a hoodie.
1: I bet snow feels really weird It on really bald does. Head. Yeah. Fun
2: fact before we get into third question. First time I was bald... I shaved my head bald. I went to bed that night and I couldn't fit my pillow, so I felt like I kept falling. Oh
1: my word! That's crazy! <laughs> okay, third and final question. What's your favorite month and why? Mm. Allie, you want to give your answer before he gives her his?
0: <laughs> okay, so I was talking to Jenny before and um, like, just trying to come up with just... I don't know, because it's such an obscure question, like, okay, favorite month and why? And I was like, oh, my favorite month is May, because it's the month that I first ate a pear. Or something like that. <laughs> You're like, mm, mushy food. <laughs> or mushy, like, mushy. oh, my favorite month is May, because that's the first time I ever watched my favorite show, Parks and Rec.
1: <laughs> so, Joe, uh, you have an answer?
2: I think maybe... Oh no, I I would say my I I'm not saying this because my birthday is in this month. Of course you would. No, it's not. (laughs) I have a reason. Basic. And I say I it's January. I think because for this reason, it starts a new year.
0: Mm, yeah. Oh, I love
2: that. Mm-hmm. And what so my oh, birthday is midway through that month, but I just, the idea of getting the new digits, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to be 19, we're in 2019, we'll be in 2020, so we're finally graduating from the teens to the twenties. Oh my
1: gosh. We're growing up. Oh,
2: so, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I would say that's my favorite month.
1: Okay. I love
0: that. That's so good, Joe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're gonna get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast. Mm,
1: gravy, love that. <laughs> um,
0: that's wait we'll until later for the gravy Jenny. Okay, oh I'm
1: sorry, sorry. No, <laughs> have yourself
0: um so today we're gonna be talking about how humans reflect the image of God. Mm. And I know this is a topic that Joe's very passionate
1: about. So. But Joe, why are you passionate yes, about this topic? Why? That's the question.
2: Yeah. I mean there's a reason why you need to be passionate about something, you can just be passionate about it with no reason. So yeah, um for many reasons. So, um, just to keep it very brief, uh, because there's a lot to talk about. I think that for me, um, I've, I've come to realize that like, you know, I'm a human just like anyone else, but Get like, out. A, <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, go on. but exactly
2: like, what does that really mean to me? And like, you know, as a believer who believes in Christ and is a Christian and that I pr- pr- profess that I, I really, um, want to be able to somewhat some, you know, try to my best to perfect the image of Christ. So like meaning, you know, I want to be able to live the right life for Christ and, and his righteousness and so forth. And so it, I'm really passionate because I have seen a lot of fruit and blessing come from, you know, discipline and, 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 and just, you know, just just knowing, you know, what is right. And, you know, according to Christ and, you know, what is sin and like, you know, finding ways to eliminate that in my life, because um because I found so much freedom and just different things in my life, things that are big, things that are small, and so um, the in- image of God means everything to me. And because God created me to to um, glorify Him, and that's not for something you know God being selfish. It's, that's what we're made for, and I and I and I'm happy to be part of that. And so I want to be able to do that in the best way possible.
1: So, what does it mean exactly to be made in the image of
2: God? So. So the image of God resembles, you know, God's likeness. Um, It resembles, um, it shares his character and qualities. And so what that means for us is like being made in the image of God is in a sense perfecting God's character, perfecting his qualities and perfecting, you know, um, you know, his likeness in that way. And so the God of the Bible, you know, he displayed righteousness and it's all he that's that's what he has, he has a righteous moral code. Mm-hmm. And so he 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 is he does not operate from a sinful standpoint.
1: So could you define sin for us? What is sin?
2: Yeah, so sin um is is an immoral act considered to be a transgression against divine law. And so, you know, again the righteousness is mm-hmm. perfect holiness which is God. Okay. And so sin is um, anything that is opposite of righteousness. So just to be a little more simple, you have good and bad. Mm-hmm. So what is bad, you know, it's could be defined by many other people, but when you, with the scripture, anything that's contrary to the scripture is sin. Anything that is right, is, according to scripture, it's righteousness. Okay. And so, so if we, going back to the image of God, um, so Pastor John Piper, um, he says this, that we, that humans, us, and I was talking about why I'm passionate about this, he said, we are created in the image of God, um, meaning that we are built upon the foundation of his righteousness. Um, but because of sin, um, and because of the fall of man, um, that does not mean that we're no longer able to live in the image, it just had basically defaced it, you know, it, it kind of distorted it. And so but well, what does that mean for us, you know, being made an image for us? And so, you know, just a couple things that I, I think about is, is in our lives, um, the the image of God in us continues to stay within, within us, but we have a choice. We have a choice in whether or not to live um, according in a righteous state or to unfortunately be sinful. Mm-hmm. And you know, we have the freedom of making decisions in our lives.
1: That is, aka, free will.
2: Free will, yes. Yeah,
0: which is a part of the image of God.
2: Yeah. And so, you, talking about free will, you know, we, we, think about, we think about Adam and Eve and before the fall. You know, the first humans that walked the earth. God created Adam in his image, mm-hmm. and Eve was also created. And where created. can we
1: find that? Genesis 3.
2: And then, um, in the beginning, they carried no sin. Mm-hmm. And so that's really interesting to me, because the first humans for a period of time walked with God, communed with God, you know, did everything with with God. He walked, God walked with them in the garden, and this was when no sin in their life was and this is, this was this is what we're created to be it's is humans are created to commune with God, to, to talk with god, to to grow with God. But unfortunately, because of sin, you know, because, because of the temptation that was, that was um, presented from Satan, because of the free will that God created us on, um, you know, Adam and Eve fell into that temptation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so, and, you know, you think, about, you think about right away when Adam and Eve knew that what they did was wrong, they hid from the Lord. So immediately they knew they sinned, but yet they because they've sinned, they're they're grieving and they're ashamed. And the only reason why they I believe they only know that is because of the righteousness that they had before. Is mm-hmm. now that it's been unfortunately, I would say sin sin had sin has basically disabled the full righteousness that they had. So for me, I want to be able to reflect holiness um, and and reflect the righteousness of God. But unfortunately, because of sin, I'm I'm unable to to perfect that all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the biggest things that, you know, because I'm created in the image of God and because we're all created in the image of God, I think it's very important as humans that we we know the difference between sin and, and righteous, righteousness in mm-hmm. our lives. And so... Um,
1: so would you say that, like, reflecting God's image is kind of like when you see who's on our dollar Mm -hmm. it's George Washington like we know that's from America because we see his face on our dollar bill yes like we have the image of God we know we are from him and for him Mm -hmm. because we are made in his image one of the ways we can tell that is because we all know the difference between right and wrong Mm -hmm. as we get older and older yeah which is what you're saying about moral law Mm mm-hmm so, say more words about that.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I believe that everybody has moral law. It was built upon moral law. I mean, originally. And, um, you know, I think about... I, I was challenged once from a book about a missionary who... Um, with evangelizing to so, so someone on a plane and next to him um the missionary asked this guy, you know, are you a believer? And this guy said no, and the missionary asked, "Well, do you believe in doing good?" And the guy said yes, and then and then you know, the missionary ex- asked to expound on that. And basically what I read from the response of that non-believer is like, you know, he said He believed that there's good and bad in the world, and obviously, like he knows what is wrong, and he kind of went into list like not lying, not cheating, not stealing, you know, just like the basics. In the sense that you know everybody knows, you know, do not kill, you know, you know, just do not, just just doing, you know, not doing things that are bad is just commonly known, Mm -hmm. even to the one that do not believe. And so this missionary asked this guy and said, "Well, if you don't believe in Christ," then why don't you take everything you just said and do the opposite? Why don't you just take? Let's say, like for example, instead of telling a truth, lie, you know, and you know, instead of you know, just just going, he went to even extreme by saying, you know, if you believe not killing is, is, is you believe killing is wrong. Why don't you? Not he didn't like suggest that, but he just basically kind of said like, what if you plan something against wrongly an action against mm-hmm. somebody, um, and, the, and the guy said obviously no. Obviously that's wrong. And so basically I've assessed from that and you know, what the missionary from the book was saying, like everybody's built on moral law, good and righteous moral law. And in between, if, if, that, if, if, we, do not, if we do not come to Christ and, and really understand that we're made in the image of God, eventually you know, we're, not, we're just gonna be in a state that just kind of staggers. It's just we're not, we're not increasing righteousness, but we're, but we're also just kind of living a mediocre life. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like I do not want that, and I believe that to obtain, you know, to, to obtain the, you know, to continue to work out the righteous, to continue to work in righteousness and not, and, and to eliminate sin in my life, um, there would be much blessings and and a lot of fruit happening. And it was interesting too, is that the per the missionary is asking that guy, you know, he didn't want to believe in Christ, and that kind of struck me in a sense because. That's all that Christ wants from us. He wants us to believe in Him. He wants us to, to, um, to live in a holy life. He wants us to you know, re- reflect the image of who He is in our lives. But there seems to be a sense of commitment and a lack of faith in a lot of people's lives that don't want to take that step.
0: So you've been hitting on this topic of righteousness a lot. Mm-hmm. How would you say that as believers we can become righteous?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, he's bringing the Bible. Oh. Oh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. He's flipping. Oh, he's
2: flipping. He's flipping his pages.
1: Flippity flop, flip, 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 flippity, flip, <laughs> pages. flip p- pages, Russell. Pages. So, pages. Paper trees. Paper Russell. Russell Crow. Did you find it? I did. Oh good. Go ahead.
2: Yes, yeah, so I'm just finding the verse I'm thinking about. So so Colossians three five is another verse which which says, "Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you: sexual immorality, impurity, passions, evil desires, and covenantness which is idolatry." And so, in these in these verses, um, everything that Paul describes does not reflect the image of God.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And just to go a little in depth for it, which is the original question was, "How do we
1: become righteous?" How do how
2: do we become righteous? It, I believe, is Discerning you know what is impure, discerning what your passions are, mm-hmm. you know discerning you know what are evil desires and covenants and idolatry, and you know if if our passions are not for Christ, if our passions is not for to consume the Word of God and to work out to renew our mind and work out salva- our, salva- our salvation with fear and trembling, um, then our passions does not it, it does not reflect you know mm-hmm. the righteous the righteous mindset, and mm-hmm. so if our lives are and impurity, therefore it creates the passion of which is sin, therefore it creates an evil de- desire that is against God, mm-hmm. which therefore creates a covenant that wants to obtain something wrong, and then which is idolatry, which is worshiping something other than God.
1: And renewing our minds is something that is like a daily practice, because mm-hmm. if we are just going about our lives and we aren't studying the Word of God, right. the Bible, mm-hmm. like... We will be pulled into things that we would never even dream of, you know, like a lot of times we slip away in our relationship with the Lord and it happens subtly. It it happens with just, oh, I'm not going to spend time with God this morning. I'm a little too busy. And then it happens like gradually Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and renewing our minds is something that as we study the truth. We can tell what counterfeit is Mm -hmm. because how do people who work with printing money and work with counterfeits, how do they tell what the counterfeits are? They don't study every single counterfeit dollar. They study the actual real ones so they know what is true and what isn't.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And this is also just an encouragement for those Mm -hmm. who feel like they just don't crave the right things. Obviously, we have a sinful nature where we tend to choose the wrong thing when given the choice. We do that quite often. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's perfect, please raise your hands. No, nope, no one. Okay. So <laughs> the thing is we will crave what we feed on. Mm-hmm. Like if you eat mac and cheese like all day every day, you're probably going to crave more mac and cheese. So if you're craving to do the wrong thing over and over and over as you continually choose that. It's all about what you feed on. Mm-hmm. So if you start your day with the Lord and repenting for this sin in your life, he will give you the grace that will enable you to choose the right thing when it comes along Mm -hmm. and we do mess up and that's why grace is there so if you are just thank you if you are just like really hard on yourself and you're like i just can't seem to choose the the right thing Mm -hmm. i keep sinning i keep messing up god's grace is there and it's there to enable you not just to get you off the hook so Continue yeah. to feed yourself with the word and be around believers who also want to follow Jesus wholeheartedly and not just with part of their lives, but with all of their lives. Yes, Allie, you're raising... Are you raising I your have something hand? To say. Okay, you go ahead, Allie. <laughs> so,
0: as someone, I like I just want to acknowledge that like, we've been talking about righteousness a lot, and I don't want anyone to be misunderstood or misconstrued on the topic of righteousness because I love where you're going with that. It's like, okay... um, You're almost talking from the standpoint of someone who's already a believer. Um, But for people who don't know Jesus, Mm -hmm. this could sound almost like a system of works. Which is something that I know I've struggled with Mm -hmm. for a very long time. Like, trying to obtain that righteousness without really realizing that Christ has already given me righteousness. And Mm -hmm. that, um, like, even just this metaphor that people paint, like, that we are given a garment of righteousness and we can exchange like our grave clothes for that garment mm-hmm. and how shout we are... out
1: to Lazarus
0: <laughs> but no and it's so like Jesus the reason why Jesus is so beautiful is because he is so redemptive I mean
1: one of the reasons but yes. yeah no
0: exactly there's there's so many reasons <laughs> um but yeah just the fact that Jesus is so beautiful because he's so redemptive and he is our righteousness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I encourage you just if like this is something that you actually really want to dig into if you don't know the Lord mm-hmm. is and this is coming from someone who has wrestled a lot with the righteousness of God because for a very long time I felt that I needed to earn righteousness mm-hmm. I had to be good enough so any of my Enneagram number one's out there oh <laughs> just, <laughs> you'll, know, you'll know what I'm saying but um yeah just that need to always be good Um, inside and out, and um, I don't think I ever thought this way, like maybe at the forefront of my mind, but I think subconsciously it was, oh, I need to be good, Mm -hmm. Um, and then once I'm good enough, Mm -hmm. then it'll be fine, but that's just already wrong thinking and coming Mm -hmm. from the wrong end, because Jesus already swept everything away, and he said, I'm your righteousness, Mm -hmm. and so I think Just clarifying, like our true righteousness comes from the Lord, but then we build upon that foundation Mm -hmm. and we grow in holiness.
1: Also, I want to say something about forgiveness is that sometimes when we mess up and we're like, darn it, I was doing so good. And then you're like, well, here I am dirty again. It's like when you go to take a shower, if you're covered in mud, you don't try to get the mud off first in the sink and then you go shower. You just get in the shower. And that's a lot of times we try to clean ourselves up before we go to the Father. You're like, okay, I will fix this situation and then I'll talk to the Lord about it because I feel very dirty right now. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that once you ask forgiveness, it is immediate and he doesn't remember it anymore. So a lot of times we can continually apologize and continually say, Lord, please forgive me because I sinned. But you're talking about that sin you did two weeks ago that you asked forgiveness for for two weeks ago. And the Lord's like, what are you talking about? Don't you remember we took care of that? And don't you remember I took care of that on the cross on Calvary? So we are created and seen as righteous through Jesus' eyes once we have decided to follow him.
2: Yeah, to God be the glory. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, thank you
2: guys for uh for for specifying that. Um that's important too. Um and like, you know, what, what we were talking about is is you know, like what Ali and um what Jenny was saying, it's like I mean i I know for myself I've been so hard on myself lately in the sense of just like trying to just 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 doing what is right before the Lord and just I know that I'm personally being challenged and the Lord is continuing to challenge me, but I have failed so many times in different areas of my life and there are times where I feel like, how am I ever gonna get to this place or how am I ever gonna please the Lord the right way? You know, the Lord Lord, um, delights in a heart that's steadfast and that wants to continue to be obedient. Mm -hmm. And um, He knows that you and I, um, He knows that we fail and He knows that, you know, he like we said, we've been he gives he's he's a god of you know of, of grace. But yeah, so I'm pleased to be able to share that with you. Um I just hope this is encouragement to you. Um and I hope that um in your life where you're at now, just assess where you're at, um and just seek wisdom, um, whether or not it's from people or the church or, you know, a friend or if you're a non believer, you know, just just try to understand, you know, in your heart, you know, what you think is right or wrong and and maybe just reach out to somebody um, mm-hmm. that, you know, that may know more about who Christ is. And that's my hope is for you, um, for anybody, whether or not you are a believer or you are not a believer. And, my, you know, I just want us to know who Christ is and what he's done for us and where he wants us to be in our lives mm-hmm. forever for his glory. Amen.
1: I think Allie wants to share something. Allie? <laughs> yeah, I just have one more thing to say. <laughs> I just I want to say one more
0: thing. This is such a good topic. It's <laughs> one more thing um, before we sign off. But, um, so... Like we've been saying, we've been talking about righteousness, how to live in righteousness, where our righteousness comes from, being made in the image of God, and the fact that I want to encourage you guys that we've been talking a lot about our end of the spectrum and like what we can do um, as followers of Christ, but the beautiful thing about God is that He walks with us. He is a God who walks with His people, and He does not leave us, and He does not forsake us, and that means that This pilgrimage that we're on on earth right now is a pilgrimage that we don't walk alone. And as we're living for Christ, it doesn't mean we're living alone for Christ. We're living for Christ with Christ. Mm -hmm. And so just be encouraged that, you know, if you follow the Lord, that he is with you in this. And you don't follow him by yourself. And he doesn't have these crazy standards for you um, that you can't meet um, because he actually empowers you and encourages you and himself to be able to walk in that. Mm-hmm. So, And he loves you, like, passionately. Side note, he loves you. <laughs> crazily. So mm-hmm. um, just be encouraged that he's with you.
1: Yes. So thank you so much for listening, guys, and sticking in there. In the, in the meat and potatoes and then to Ooh. the dessert. We made it through the three courses. But um, this has been Jenny, Allie, and Joe on No Idea Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. See you next time we we'll